and salutations to our fine, fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 205, Three Peas in a Pod. We made it. Yes, we are here. And uh, as we said last week, uh, the, the new year has, has kicked off. We're filming all of these in a chunk. So i uh, sorry to report we don't have any new no, resolutions. We don't. We're still working on those. By the time you listen, we might have them in February. That's true. <laughs> true. You <laughs> might find out in February, and by that point, we might have failed. We will probably have failed by yeah, then. Yeah. So true. what I'm saying is, we ain't going to tell you because it doesn't even it matter. It doesn't really no, matter. Really it doesn't even matter. So uh, we're back. Yes. Uh, last week, we had a great conversation. Thank you, Keith. Uh, but this week, we've got an anonymous question mm. that has come to us. Uh, well, I had it. There mm. it is. It's coming back. Um, this is a question about the Bible. We get a lot of questions about the Bible. And this one is one I'm not sure we've really covered this specifically before. So here's the question. Why do some versions of the Bible omit certain verses? Mm. So apparently someone's been reading the Bible and they think there's stuff missing. Mm. <laughs> that's true. Well, maybe they've been paying attention to certain footnotes. Footnotes. That may yeah, be what they're... That's what you may be seeing. Yeah. Because I, I will say there are, if you pay attention as you're reading the Bible, you'll notice little footnotes and then it'll say, this part does not exist in certain manuscripts. Mm -hmm. or, yes. this, or there might be something in the footnote that says, some manuscripts include this, include this yeah. part. And then they'll throw that in there. Yeah. Um, for me, I would, I'll just throw this out there. I think that goes to the transparency of this stuff rather Correct. than the hiding of this stuff. I yeah, if that. the question of, because once again, we don't know, and I don't mean motive, like what's your agenda? I mean, yeah. I don't know what, what, what was the problem you were trying to address with your question. If the question is, were, are, are they omitting certain things because they're trying to hide certain That's things? Right. I agree with you. I think that goes to the transparency of you know the translators and whoever is making the particular translation to note those things because mm -hmm. they'll even note tiny things like some train you know some some manuscripts will change the word there to his or you yeah. know they'll change like a pronoun on something and they include all of that so you know it so but, do, you, do you think it's important and I hate to do this but to back up just a bit and to just in case there are some listeners that are like, I'm not even sure what they're talking about. When we talk about manuscripts, okay, what we're talking about is there are written copies of the Bible that exist out in the world that have been copied over the centuries and passed down to us, and it's where we get. And so there are many manuscripts of the exact same parts of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so what the scholars have done is they've sat down with all of these, they've sort of laid them out, and some of them will have slight changes. There'll be a word missing or there'll mm -hmm. be a, a, a letter that's you know written a little bit differently. And they're trying to figure out, okay, comparing all of these and let's be honest, thousands of copies that we do have. More, more copies of the yes. Bible than any other ancient any manuscript. Any other that's, ancient thing. Yes. Yes. So way by more. Far, yeah, far. there's way more evidence of this than we have of any other ancient writing. So when they do that, they sit down and they compare. And what they're trying to do is is find the most likely, uh, that the one that's most likely to match the original when they were very first written. Because yeah. we don't have the we don't have the actual piece of paper that the Apostle Paul or 
you know, loop the physician wrote on. And the reason for that is because the stuff they wrote on just can't last that long. It just wasn't made to last that long. So we rely on the copies. They didn't write on stone the way that Mm. you think they did. Yes, that's right. So what the scholars have done is they compare all of this stuff, and then they try to come to the the most likely reading that was in the original. But then when there are several... manuscripts that do go off in a different direction in the way that, you know, a couple of words here, a couple of letters there. They throw that in there and say, hey, here's what we've it got. could be this. It could be it this. could be this or it could be this. And and as my professors told me in Bible college, there is not one single major piece of doctrine within Christianity that's disputed by an alternate manuscript. No. Correct. That Yeah, that can't be found in anything else. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And often, mostly, it's Articles like the and of and stuff like that are different. Very small things. So very tiny small things or verses or a section of scripture that teaches something that really is just a reinforcement of something that we know mm-hmm. from anywhere else. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this. I have gotten asked this question. Things may have changed. You know, I've been in the ministry now a long time. So the majority of times I've been asked these questions about verses that are omitted, which they very seldom are omitted. They're just taken from mm-hmm. the body of the text and put down in the, the footnotes. Is comes from people who grew up in King James-only situations. Mm. And somebody has taught them that the King James, because King James called it the authorized version, which <laughs> means... King James authorized it, not God authorized it. It does not mean God authorized the King James Version. It means King James authorized that version of the Bible that people think because it's the authorized version that if you take anything out of that text, you're doing damage to the Bible and everything in this new translation needs to be suspect. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is that from... 1611, that's right, that's yeah, King that's James. Came out. 1611, so we're now 412, 13 years, now 413 13 years, yeah. 413 years from that date, there have been many, many more archeological discoveries. That's right. The Dead Sea Scrolls were huge. Mm-hmm. We've had a whole bunch of things that have been discovered and manuscripts that have been uncovered King James would have authorized if they had, if they had had a chance. They didn't see these things. And when you come back and you get, oh, this manuscript is 200 years before this one that they had. And there's many copies that have this one that's earlier. Most scholars say, you know, we probably ought to go with the one closest. Yeah. And so I don't think most people realize how even the manuscripts are done. There's no copiers. Mm-hmm. There's... There's just hundreds of scribes sitting around, sitting around with a copy in their writing. It's not surprising that humans make errors and right. forget something or forgot where they left off the night before or something got skipped and they miss or something. some scribes would try to clear up some things. That's right. And they would write a couple of clarifying things in to, you know, and so you're trying to compare back to get back to the original. And to be clear, when we talk about things that get changed, it ain't like, you know, on one page, you know, Jesus rose from the grave and then on the next one, oh, no, he didn't. No, that's right. None of that kind of stuff no. happens. It's very, very minor. Correct. The two longest sections that I can think of off the top of my yeah. head are the end of the Gospel of Mark, uh, which doesn't really change. There's only a part of that section that doesn't get repeated anywhere else, like the part about picking up uh, snakes. Yeah. That doesn't get repeated. Yeah. Uh, 
But you can see because Paul did have a chance where he, you know, a snake grabs him. He didn't grab a snake right. <laughs> and uh, he didn't die. You can see why that might have been attached later afterwards, yeah. you know, that somebody's trying to clarify something or it became oral tradition. That's the that one. Somebody, yeah. That's the one that I, I if, this is my opinion. I think it got added much later. It certainly oh, appears sure. to be. I'm not saying it's. It it's, certainly appears. I'm not saying to it be. contradicts anything necessarily, mm -hmm. but if I had to put money on it, if I was a betting dude, right, and I would say oh, that that part probably wasn't in the original. And then there's John eight, John eight, where yeah. the lady's caught in adultery. She's going to be stoned. Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, keeps her from being stoned. Says, "Go and sin no more." That part's not in the earliest manuscripts, but most translations still leave it in yep. because it really doesn't add nor remove anything. No. Yeah. But I will say, as I read through, if you just take out all the verses and chapters and you put your hand over that part and read the last <laughs> chapter seven to yeah. the verse that starts right after, it sure seems like those go to better they to, together better. Mm -hmm. It does. So. Yeah, I think that I so I agree with all of that. I the thought I had when I first heard the the question was I think a a a deal with anyone with reading the Bible um and you even just you just briefly said this as an aside, but you know, the Bible did not have chapters and verses when nope, it first right. came out. Mm -hmm. And so I think some of this question, and I know this is not your question, so I feel like we've answered the original question, and I'm going well, to. Well, I wish I knew now. what they really what's sure. behind the question. But I think we've answered why they're. I mean, mm -hmm. why they are omitted by the actual authors. There's themselves. better scholarship that's happened. Correct. Yeah. But I would say the um, the idea of um, you know a, a certain verse that might change the idea of mm -hmm. of maybe even just what I believe in Jesus now. There's this verse, and oh, now because that's in there, I've changed everything I think about Jesus. Yeah. There were not verses originally, and so that's a, that is an artificial creation we have created. I, I'm even getting to a different thing of people who have, I've got a life verse. You know, this is my life verse. My whole life centers around this one verse, mm -hmm. and I make it, you know, certainly the one I think, uh, you know, people are most aware of either is John 3.16, but the life verse thing I hear people talk about all the time is Philippians 4.13, you know, yes. the, uh, the, 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 all things. yes, the athlete's life verse, right? Which is any, it's, it feels very self-helpy when you read that thing of anything I want to accomplish, I'm going to create my vision board, you know, because if I have a life verse and that's all I'm reading, then it real. I mean, I could just say that's what it's about because I've made that. Seems I, like everybody's life verse ought to be in the beginning, God. Did none of us really matter? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. He's the center of everything. This ain't about you. That's right. That's right. So I think that gets to what I'm trying to say of this this idea, and I hear a lot of people get to this, even with the idea of kind of these you know secret gospels that come up every. So there's this oh, book, yeah. and it changes everything. There's no individual even book of the Bible that if man, if I've only got one book to read. This is the one to read. The point of the scriptures is that it is a unified story leading to Jesus. It doesn't mean that, obviously, and we've said this before, the life of Jesus should be our starting point for everything. But I do not think the writers of scripture were even trying to get us to, hey, all you need to know is exactly what happened in the life of Jesus. There's all these other things that give us color around the life of Jesus that is helpful. There is not one verse, there is not one book that if I take that out, out of context, I could just read that and I'd understand everything I need to know because the whole point is it's all scripture is useful, right? All scripture is God breathed. And so this idea of 
there's this one verse and it got taken out and it would change everything if I had it. I think it's, I don't just think that's a misreading. I also think this idea of all you need to know is John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not because maybe you don't know what, what by, by reading that verse, you don't know what it means by love. God so loved the world. You don't even know what everlasting life means. Because I know people who think that what that verse is about is solely, I go to heaven when I die, which is not what that verse is about. The idea that if I just had this one verse, I'd know everything I need to know. No, that's not true. Otherwise, God would have gone, hey, everyone just memorize this statement of faith. And if you can memorize this statement of faith, you don't need the other stuff. I think it is a misreading sometimes of Scripture that people have to come in and go, give me the top 10 verses I need to know, or the top 10 stories I need to know, or what's the one book of the Bible I need to know. The idea is that I'm reading scripture within the context of a community that is helping me. The the scripture is giving context to the life I'm trying to live within this community of God. It That changes it. Yeah, and doesn't that go back to what we've talked about also on this podcast is of what is the Bible really meant to be? And you just touched mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. And many, and this is like, I'll give you an example. I have a Bible that somebody gave me years and years ago. And uh, on the inside cover, I had this, uh, somebody put a sticker on there. And it's a list of verses that I need to use if I mm. ever want to lead somebody oh, yeah. to be a Christian. And mm. it's, it's selected verses that okay. it says, you start with this one. Then you go to, it's, it's, the, it's like the old Roman's road. Remember okay, I one? do know Except that. I'm aware because of that. we weren't really on the Roman road. Right. <laughs> no, right. no, we had a different it, road. Our tradition was different. <laughs> we had a different, we were on the axe road. That's right, but it's we're like on, that. Yeah, it's like but that. It, but my point is, it's a list of verses that all I have to do is go, okay, this verse says this, and it you know tells you you're a sinner. This verse says, you know, if you repent, and you know, here's what Jesus did to forgive your sin, yeah. and da, 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 da. And it goes through the whole thing. And if I just get this person through that list of verses, like you just said, Nathan, mm-hmm. they will have all of it, everything they need to know, and it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I thought, well, that's handy dandy. That like, is handy. That is so great. I've got it all right there on the mm-hmm. front cover of my Bible. It's probably why I stuck that sticker on that's there right. somebody gave me. And I was very excited about that. Today, I look at that and I go, I'm not sure that's, I, I think I might be doing violence to the scriptures mm. right there mm. by condensing it down to something mm-hmm. like that. Because like mm-hmm. you said, it it was never meant to be that way. Mm-hmm. No, Paul and uh, Luke and, and the ones that wrote, you know, these books in the Bible, they weren't getting together and going, I'm going to throw a verse over here. If we just put them all together, then we've got, no, they were telling a story. They were that's leading right. us somewhere. And so when we talk about Oh, if this verse has been omitted, or this mm-hmm. one didn't get put in, where something's going to happen, and the and and I don't know if that's what you meant by your question. I often hear it asked. Oh yeah, way. me too. That's right. That's if right. we've got a verse missing, is the faith in danger? Right. Well, the answer is no. <laughs> well, I I always what I have been saying over the last decade or so to people is, so if for the first three hundred years of Christianity there was no book, none. right. There were there were no there were writings floating. There were writings, right. there, yeah. there are writings but, but most it. people don't have them. No, nor they are, could they, they read them. They are held in the community. That's right. They are read at church on Sunday. You don't get a copy to take home. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're not studying it on your own. Mm-hmm. That's not the way that do, was done. Well, and what so, they were mostly doing was memorizing creeds and songs. That's right. That's right. So they could. That's exactly right. Yeah. So 
there were lots of people who became Christians that are responsible for your faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're responsible for me mm -hmm. and you yep. mm -hmm. even know about Jesus. They had a lot of verses omitted from their life because oh, they yeah. never heard them. That's oh, right. They, yeah. they never, ever heard them. Mm -hmm. And so the faith is not dependent mm -hmm. on that. that it's, Isn't it true that there, there are whole cities of fourth of Christians who followed Jesus and had literally one book of the Bible. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. Have, or right. less. We know that's true currently in places where there's heavy persecution. Yes. That they are dependent on somebody who knows the Scripture to teach them mm -hmm. and continue to teach them the way of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is hard for us to accept. And that person is, in effect, he's he or she is bringing the gospel to them, and the person doesn't have a book, mm -hmm. and they don't have a book. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's but right. those people become very faithful followers of Jesus Absolutely. that are our brothers and sisters and probably could teach us a lot if we could meet them. Yeah, so to get to that point, and we talked about this before we started recording, is in our culture, American modern Christianity, we have often fell into the temptation of making our Bibles God-like mm. or elevated. The fourth member of the Trinity. It, pretty there's much. a biblicism that yeah, goes, that goes on among uh, certain groups of us that are Christians. I have been that guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Me too. Yeah. And I think I think it's really I think it's really important like with all of these things that you look at you go the Bible is a beautiful tool the Bible is a very helpful tool as the scripture itself says it's useful mm -hmm. right it yep. teaches us it helps us but this idea of the Bible the Bible is like you said God itself mm -hmm. the Bible is teaching me is pointing me towards I heard someone say the Bible which is the Word of God, points me to the true Word of God, right, which is right. Jesus, right? right? So the Bible is the little w Word of God mm -hmm. that points me to the true Word of God, which is Jesus. Yep. And uh, it, is a, it is a blessing. We were talking about the thing with churches and persecution. It is a blessing that we are able to have the complete text mm -hmm, yeah. and be able to sit and to read it and to love it. But what I would always say is that's the way, and I'm really trying with my girls uh, to as I'm trying to teach them to teach them to love the Bible and and I'm not saying not to study it I'm going to use that word but people want to get into it but not to study it as a textbook mm -hmm. to learn to love it like a great piece of literature mm -hmm. the way that some of them have learned to love Harry Potter and learn to love these things because they see themselves I mean that's I think people who are, I'm a literature lover, I'm a, I'm a movie lover. I think the movies and stories that you attach are the movies that you see yourself in. You go, oh man, that character, they get me. I'm, I get that character, I feel myself. That's a story like my story, it feels like that. I want them to learn to love the Bible in the same way where they say, man, I see God interacting with these people in the same way I see God interacting with me and the people I know at my church and the, those, the stories of him interacting in their life, and that these stories give context to the life that we're li living. It's easy for me to look at people who are, who are now suffering, and the story of Job gives color to their life, mm -hmm. not I need to memorize this and know this so that somehow I can pass some test or have some secret knowledge that other people don't have. In fact, that person who is suffering, though they may have never even read the book of Job, if they are faithful to God in their suffering, may understand the book of Job better than a person who studied it their whole life. Right. Because they now they know what the point of Job was pointing them to. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important part of it. And so that's what I felt when I heard this mm-hmm. thing is I think there's a way in which we kind of look at and we ourselves omit whole sections of scripture. No, no one who translated had to do it. We just look and go, I don't really like that verse that much. And I'll move on from that. Or I don't really like that thing. Yeah. We're the ones omitting things because we think it doesn't really fit with what we sure. want to do. Uh, Every set of comp- um, people who translate the Bible have a specific thing. Most of them are either translating word for word or they're trying to translate phrase for phrase, which mm-hmm. you often have to do in any kind of translation. Mm-hmm. And when they're new translations, they're trying to work on new scholarship that's, you know, the latest scholarship. That's why it gets updated. Our language changes. That's right. English changes. Yep. And, and the scholarship changes, not meaning we think new things. We just have more to build on the higher... The more shoulders you have to build on, the higher you can see and the more you know. Mm. And so it makes more sense that over time, there are going to be new translations and there's going to be more that's been learned. So some of those things will be footnoted. It's one of the things you said early that I appreciate is they always tell us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's there. Nobody's hiding it. They're not hiding. That's right. That's right. And you don't even have to buy an expensive Bible. In the cheap Bibles, they have it there too. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know what... I don't know what you were trying to get at, honestly, but I hope we've answered it. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. So, but if not, yeah, send as us we another always one. say, send a follow-up question. Find the link in the description. Uh, fill out the form. We'll get that, and we will get to it as soon as we can. Uh, so, uh, like I said last week, we've got a couple more in our list. Mm-hmm. But uh, once we get through with these, uh, you'll be right next in line. So, throw it in there. Jump in the ring. Get in the ring with us. (laughs) That's right. We'll see y'all next week.